Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Relentless. Are you ready to be offended today? I am your host, Eleanor McCabe, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Danielle Gusenberger. <laughs> and we are going to make you very offended. uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but our last one, we actually just posted it last Wednesday. Yeah, it just went up. And it blew up. That was our best episode, but the clip that I posted yesterday or two days ago. Mm. No, we're <laughs> not happy. They got offended. But what do you expect? Like it's in it's what you're supposed you're supposed to be offended by the clip that I'm saying because I'm calling you out for yes. everything that you feel is well, a lot of these people, they're insecure. They just don't want to admit it. I think the clip that we posted, if you listened all the way through, if you didn't just listen to the first five seconds, if you listened to the whole clip, you would understand what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, I think they listen to the first clip, like the first five seconds of the reel, and they're like, oh my gosh. And they freak out and they go and they make comments underneath. And honestly, that was kind of the purpose of us. You're supposed to get offended. But the thing is too, it's a clip. They took what like we said in those 15 seconds and they ran with it and they decided that we were shaming them. When in reality, this is a bodybuilding podcast a lot of the stuff that we say is towards prep, but it's also toward like we we explain who it's towards before we go into the actual right. subject. I agree. And I also believe that we speak from a lens of bodybuilding, but it can be something that can be applied across the board. So even for my general lifestyle athletes, if they come to me and you communicate with me that your goal is to lose weight then we are going to lose that weight. You might have to diet through the holidays. So you know what I mean? Like it's like it can be applicable to so many different people. And and as a lifestyle athlete listening to this, like we will give you those free meals. We will allow you to have Christmas dinner. We're not going to say no because in reality is if you're a lifestyle and you can't have Christmas dinner, either A, your relationship with food is so bad that you're going to binge or B, you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. We we understand. Yeah. That's another thing. Side topic. As coaches, we know you as an athlete. If you think that we don't know that you cheat on your diet or the kind of athlete you are, if you're one of those athletes that does cheat on their diet or does not hit things 100%, we already know. You may not see it in our responses of our check-in, but the way we protocol your protocols <laughs> Is a certain way based off the athlete that we know you are. So if you're one of those athletes that cheats on their stuff, we already know that's why your protocols are the way they are. And I guarantee you could ask any one of our athletes. We don't shame you. We don't oh, use judgment. Dude, no. We don't shame. Like that is not the way that we coach. We understand shame is not the way to get responses. So to me, it was just really funny because people were offended. But the name of the podcast was get uncomfortable, be offended. Like you're, we are trying to help y'all by pointing out areas that might be triggering to you because a trigger, if you are instantly reactive to something that someone says, that other person is not causing you to feel that way. You are feeling that way. You have to own your emotions. So when you have triggers, they're actually signs for you to look inward. That's what I believe. I believe you're right. And I... <laughs> will apply this to things in my life as well. For example, Justin, he'll say certain things that he knows are going to trigger me because he's right. 
And my initial reaction will be, I don't, you know, I get this little, yeah, yeah. I don't ever get mad. I just get this little attitude that's like playful, but it's like an attitude at the same time. And then I take a step back and I'm, I assess and I realize like he's correct. <laughs> right. So it is true. It's just, honestly, it's okay to like be offended. It's okay to be offended. People, I think a lot of people get mad when they get offended or criticized and they feel this type of way about mm -hmm. it. It's a good thing though. Yes. I I also believe that growing up, a lot of us are told and taught negative ways to react towards being offense, offended or critiques. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that the more I get critiqued and the more I get offended means the more lessons I am given or opportunities I am given to evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love that perspective. I think mean, that's that's definitely how I feel as well. And in regards to social media, I think if y'all have been listening from the beginning of this podcast, from then to now, something that I realize in myself is I don't get offended anymore off of social media. Like I used, social media. To, I used to get super- Dude, there's people, no, yeah. there's a lot of clowns on there. There is. And I really appreciate you supporting- and I'm like, most of them aren't clowns, but if you comment hashtag cringy, you look like a man. <laughs> like, thanks. Like, you're a clown. <laughs> you are. It is. It's just funny at this yeah. point. It's hilarious. And like, I feel like you guys have been really good about that. And it took me a while, but I'm finally there. I'm like, you know what? Say whatever you want. I, it doesn't matter. The amount of, you know what's funny though? <laughs> you two people are so much more rude than Instagram. And you haven't experienced that. I don't to the extent because they haven't started one. Oh my gosh. I'm like, <laughs> are they allowed to say this? Is this even humanly like okay? <laughs> it's actually, at first I used to be like in my fuels about it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like, I expect right. there to be in you LOL. You do. You got, you're like, ha. <laughs> That's you're like, funny. you're right. My voice did change since I was 17. <laughs> crazy <laughs> that is funny but today you're gonna get offended we have five topics to dive into all of them you know what's funny too a lot of y'all may not realize this but we go throughout our week and no one i like we have our we have these well i want to say mood swings but when we write these topics it's because we're truly annoyed <laughs> when these situations happen and so we text yeah, each there, other. There are moments we're where we're just this. like, bruh, we have to podcast about this because you would not believe what just happened. And then and we'll then, like tell each other yes. and we're like, no way. But we won't go fully into detail <laughs> because we know if we get it, like we want to say it for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we want to say it for y'all. I'm going to start off with, yeah. or we, I, I believe we're going to go in this order. Mm -hmm. So this morning I woke up and I was taking my check-ins. And I felt really good. My response was good about like muscle looks bubbly. You know, that's always a good response. And I remember last prep, I just looked like a shrimp, like a string bean. And the reason why was because, well, I just stopped training hard. And I remember I sat in the podcast room with Justin Mahaley, you, me, Emily, I believe Seth was there. And we're talking about my prep, my failed prep, which was mainly the year. And Justin was like, Danielle just... Or he didn't say to He he was talking to me, but you just stopped training hard. And in that moment, I was, I was, I got offended. I was like in my feels and I was mad. Yeah. But he was right. And my physique proved that. So 
athletes, my biggest pet peeve, and I want you to get offended by this. If you start prep or in a prep and you look like a shrink bean or you feel like you lost your look or you lost your muscle mass or you lost your bubble fullness size, number one, you might have stopped training hard. And I mean every day. You can train two times a week hard and leave three as 50% effort. You're going to look like a shrink bean. You have to give 100% every day. Number two, this is if you have the right coach, because if your coach drops you to zero carb, like you can't expect to be bubbly when you literally have no glycogen in the muscle. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be flat. <laughs> <laughs> there, like the science has to science, the math has to math. <laughs> but <laughs> if you stop training hard in a prep phase, my biggest pet peeve is when athletes think they start a prep and they're like, "All right, time to deload, time to take out all my barbell movements and stop doing compounds and do yeah. these little whatever." lunge technique that you saw on Instagram. No, train the same way and give even more effort. That reminds me. So I had an athlete message me recently and she was wondering when her training program was going to change. And she's like, well, I know we're in a growth phase, but when I start contest prep, are you going to change my training? And I was like, no. <laughs> it's no. Funny. Because it's a genuine question. And we want y'all, like, especially our athletes, we want y'all to ask genuine questions. If you really have believed your whole life that when prep starts, everything needs to change. Four sets of 20. <laughs> that is not your fault that you've been taught that. But we start doing this. It does mean that we're just triggered, not by you, not by the sentence, but by how you've been taught that by society or the misinformation. Influence. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, why? Well, what I sometimes like to do is ask questions back. So I'll say, why do you think that the program needs to I change? I do that too. Yeah. Just to get the wheels turning, because I think sometimes, like you said, it's misinformation. It's previous experience with a previous bad coach. They just don't know. And so I, I like to ask questions back because it gets people's wheels turning in their minds. But when I'm asked 10 times in one week, when is my training going to change? Is this going to be updated? This and that. I'm like, yo, let's get really, really good at the current training plan. And I'm not against like making adjustments, making changes. Some people love barbell RDLs. They connect better. The stabilization is like a little bit better for them there than the dumbbells. Great. Amazing. Like we'll run with that. That's fine. But we're not going to change every single week or every month or every six weeks just because you're in a new phase or you're bored or you don't like it. Mm -hmm. Pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> Man, training is it's just such a – I would say it's the most important factor to any protocol within within prep. I'd rather an athlete cheat on their diet but train intensely, insanely hard every session than give 30% in training and 100% on their diet. I agree. I think it makes a difference. It does. I even feel – like I'll be honest, like with myself, I feel as though I've hit – a good groove in training for my goals currently because before I used to train according to the split 100%. So I do like leg day one, leg day two, maybe an upper body day, but I wasn't generally training glutes and like glutes is the only thing I need to grow. That's literally the only goal that's right in front of me. Now that I've started doing that, I almost don't want to drop the hammer and like 
lower food and up cardio and get on stage. Like, I'm almost like, why don't we push the show date back again? Because I feel really good with my training. And I want to keep seeing, like, how far can I take this training? And I know, obviously, like, I'm kind of one of those people that you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. So if Justin's like, no, it's time, like, we're going to prep for stage and like, go like green light, then of course, I'll do it. But I did say in my check-ins this morning, like, I wouldn't be mad if we push the show date back again because I'm so in love with the way that I'm training right now. Mm -hmm. And if you can put training at the forefront and like you said, stay in that groove, it's going to carry your physique over throughout the seasons of whatever prep or off season that's next for the athlete. So I'm glad you're there. It does feel good. It It feels really good. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that heavily. Oh, yeah. Ooh, the next (laughs) one. Okay. Hear it. (laughs) We're going to, before I say what it is, I'm going to give you a little story. (laughs) Yes. One of my athletes, this happens many times though, with any coach, any athlete throughout the year. If we give you a meal plan, especially a prep athlete, and we say eat, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say exactly what it was. <laughs> we say eat a potato. Do not eat sweet potato fries that you buy from the store. If we say eat grilled chicken cooked, do not buy chicken thighs. We're giving you exactly what to eat. Yeah. Same thing with the way. If we say weight isolate, don't buy a meal replacement shake. The reason being, and if you, you're like, why? It's literally the same thing. It's not. In a prep setting, we say weight isolate because it only is protein. It doesn't have carbs. It doesn't have fats. We say baked potato because sweet potato fries, even though if even though it's the same thing in terms of the carb source, it's not the same thing because the fries always have oil. So if you're a prep athlete, hit the meal plan with the plainest foods that we give you. Do not track macro-friendly stuff that is near to the same because mm-hmm. it's not. It's not the same. For example, like if you are in a prep setting too, everything matters in terms of 200 extra calories dated over a seven-day period will show in your check-in and will will hold you back from making progress. If you're a lifestyle athlete, same thing. Of course, it's not as intense because you're not trying to get stage lean. You're just trying to get lean. But man... If you cannot hit your meal plan food, <laughs> do not macro swap things or macro friendly items in your in your meal plan. Yeah. If if it's not given. And the 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 whole like sweet potato fries thing too. If you really want fries, get a sweet potato, cut it up, air fry that shit. Yes. You know, without the oil. Another thing that, that I like it's easy. I'm not saying don't be buy boring pre-packaged. With, yeah, 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 exactly. I think at the end of the day, that's what it is. Like, don't buy prepackaged stuff. Buy the fresh food and learn how to cook. And like, for God's sake. I, I truly believe this is a new competitor thing because all of the ad- advanced competitors, I'm I'm not new, new as in it could be to your show number two. Mm-hmm. You've been taught. But if you're an advanced competitor, you know that prepackaged food has not only extra ingredients, but usually some fat in there, just a lot more salt too, because it's prepackaged. But we're bringing this up because I had an athlete check in and on the meal plan was sweet potato, sweet potato plain. Just like a sweet potato. 100 grams sweet potato. And I saw that they were having sweet potato fries. 
sweet potato fries ended up having seven grams of fat per serving. So now we're over our calories by seven grams of fat, which and f- fat is nine calorically grams per, dense. Nine yeah. grams of cows per. So that's what nine 50... cows per gram. It that dude. So. I said she is seven grams. So that's another 63 cows. Like 63 cows day over day over day for seven days. That's t- That could that's potentially. That's 440 extra calories you're having in your week. And if you're here, like that doesn't matter. Think about this. If you're having 100, if you're having 440 extra calories per week, but you're doing 500 calories of cardio every day, you're basically eating your cal- your cardio. A session of a cardio. A session of cardio, which is in a prep setting, so annoying. So annoying as, to you as an athlete because you're doing literally an extra, you're, you're basically not even doing a cardio session. And we all know that <laughs> it all counts because it, like 500 calories of cardio is- That is not easy. It's not fun. Yeah. My girlies right now who are on that, they know. Me, myself included. Like yeah, 500 cows of now. cardio. <laughs> it's not like in one session too, that's not fun to do. And you're do, you're you're literally negating that in one meal. And like, let's say that's just like one meal. What are you doing for the rest of your meals? Are you not doing protein powder? Are you doing shakes? Oh, pre-made shakes. They also have carbs and fat. Mm -hmm. So you're like that. It's not just the, oh, the one swap. It's that if you're doing that in one place, you're probably doing it in different places. And that 400 calories could easily be a thousand. Exactly. Easily. And the thing too about it is your coach that you're paying to get you to the next level gave you a plan to a T, literally gram by gram. You can't even mess up. It's so to a T that you can even, if you just remove your mind and read, you're going to achieve your goal. How is that not possible for athletes to just follow? I don't know. And that's when we'll see <laughs> all the like, comments bro. of like, you're shaming me. No, we gave you the key to success and you decided to drop the keys in the middle of the highway and forget about them. Yeah, it's not shaming, but use your brain. I'm just asking you to read a plan and execute. Use your brain. Ask us questions. Great. Another, use your freaking brain. That's that's all I'm asking, really. <laughs> another way to look at it, too, if you're like, if you're one of those people that are just extremely Food focus, or you just love food. I get it, dude. I love food too. I think Noah does too. We love everything about food. You have 24 weeks, 24 weeks to do this. And honestly, when you're 24 weeks out, you're still eating a good amount. You might even have free meals. You might even have, yeah. you'd be able to have like macro. You might be tracking macros where you can't have the sweet potato fries and take out some almond butter for the day, which is totally okay. But once you get to that like 10 to 12 week, 15 week out mark, of course, hitting your meal plan to a T is most important. That's 12, 15 weeks of just eating what's on your plan. That's nothing. In 15 weeks, you can literally have ice cream. You can have real sweet potato fries. 15 weeks, you can literally achieve your goal by following your plan. And I guarantee the feeling that you get of winning on stage, it feels way better than any sweet potato fry you'll ever eat. Like, point blank period. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what it feels like to win? Execute your plan 100%. Winning you doesn't know care I mean? about your emotions. <laughs> it doesn't. So sidetrack, there's this book that I read every prep, every single prep that has been a successful prep. So my first successful prep, obviously, 
was Battle of Texas, which went into nationals and winning by Tim Grover is dude. I will be I will be able to rehearse that. <laughs> I love it, but it reminds me of just times like this when like I'm thinking of when maybe my my mind's not in the best spot that I want it to be at. I just remember winning doesn't care about my emotions. When I'm in 15 weeks, when I win. After that, I can literally be so emotional about anything else. I can be food focused. I can be X, Y, Z if I wanted to. That's another chapter that I can overcome, which I won't be because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. like, like once you do 15 weeks of discipline, when you in, exit out of that show prep disciplinary stage, you're still disciplined because you taught yourself the habits of how to. Yeah. It doesn't all just go away. Yeah. Every day is like rehearsal. It's practice. Mm -hmm. So every day that you can stack a win and be 100% on is another day post-prep or post-show that you can also be 100% on. And that like 100% on doesn't mean perfect. I'm always saying it. Like I'm not asking you to be a perfect machine. I'm just asking you to be consistent and practice. Mm -hmm. How close can I nail my plan 100% today? Just practice every day. Think of it that way. So, because some people I think also buckle like under, they like put they, so much pressure I, on yeah. themselves. So instead of thinking of it that way, like, oh my gosh, I have 15 weeks, I have to be perfect. No, you don't. You just have to be perfect today. You just have to yeah. be consistent today. Be perfect in this moment right here, right now. What can you do right now that's going to get you closer to your goal? That's what makes, that's also, I think, a time thing too, because. I remember, and I, I think you'll agree, when I was new in the competitor realm, I overthought everything and I put too much pressure to mm -hmm. the point where I was just burning myself out, basically. I think, yeah, 100%. I relate to that so hard. And I honestly think this year, finally, I'm a pro, but this year, finally, I'm understanding that it's not about timelines. Like, it's oh, not yeah. about time. Y'all, y'all do not know so, how long I have been on prep. Like, it is not prep. But I, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, you might, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I think the journey of someone going to get their pro card puts that timeline. A, a lot of athletes attach that timeline of the pro card to their goals mm -hmm. more so than not. Yeah. There's like um, a pressure that people put on themselves. I really think it's more an ego or clout thing because they want to be able to say, I only did three shows and went pro. It only took me two years to go pro. Like, yeah, that's a cool thing to say. It's a cool thing to do. But then what? So what? It. You know what I was thinking about at lifts yesterday when I was looking out into the sky and you asked, you talked to my shoulder. You said, you said something to me. So what I was thinking about was, I was just assessing my goals and like my past seven shows that I've done. <laughs> I'm still an amateur. But I was like, you could either be the first person to go pro out of your friend group, or you could be the first person to achieve X goal, or you could be the best at it. And I'd rather be the best at achieving my goal or the best at doing this one thing than be the first one to achieve the goal. Because being the best means more to me than being the first one. And when you are able to ref frame your goals in this mindset of being the best instead of being the first. Same thing with achieving a show, like your pro card, you can be do one show and achieve it or do seven and be at your best when achieving that goal. It means much more. It does. 
I like that a lot. Yeah. It's a good perspective. Ooh. <laughs> this one was one that you came up with. This is mine. One you experienced. Oh, the lack of communication and being disrespectful with that communication. So what happened was I was scheduled for a call with a potential athlete and we scheduled a time. And so I prep for that call and I take time out of my day to block it out, to get ready, to anticipate any questions they might have and just just be ready for the phone call. And the phone call never comes. And I text them, no response. So then I follow up, I email them. I get an email response almost right away. Oh, sorry, I went with another coach. I'm just like, you could have easily texted me that you signed on with another coach and you don't need to do the phone call. Then we're done, that's it, cool. Then I'm not taking an hour out of my day waiting disrespectful lack of communication towards a coach that you're applying with. So disrespectful. If they come back around, because I know they will, if they come back and they're like, actually, can I still join your team? Can we still have this phone call? It's a no from me, dog. You disrespected me with yeah. not communicating. Dog. <laughs> like, no, you know, I I just, I don't roll that way. If, if you're my athlete, you know, like my biggest priority is always communication. If I can't get back to y'all in a timely manner because I'm at a show, I let you know well in advance, hey, this Saturday, I'm gonna be at a show. If you want your check-ins responded to immediately, send them on Friday. Or let's pick a different day, not Saturday. Like I'm so good about being proactive with communication and my athletes are too. They'll let me know, hey, I have this coming up. I can't check in this day. Can I do check-ins this day? Like we're so good with communication. Any issues that they have, hey, this doesn't work. Hey, this seems weird. Can you help me with this? So good. Anytime somebody just doesn't communicate or is disrespectful in their communication, nah, <laughs> I can't, I can't. That's a that's a big pet peeve. Even, even with athletes on, on a, with regarding their plan or their protocol, if they're not communicating something that, they aren't hitting. Yeah. It's almost, it, it's all disrespectful to the coach. Like, it's not going to work unless you don't tell me. And so I'm always like, just tell me. It's okay. I'm, I'd rather someone text me that they they chose another coach, so they're not going to be able to hand, make the phone call or yeah. then just ignore in general, or ghost. Now, ghosting is a whole different. <laughs> That's a different That's just going to yeah. be one line. <laughs> be offended if you go ghost a coach. That is the most disrespectful thing you can do. That's all. That's it. Yeah. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> this one has to do with my recent week. Yes. So I have a couple athletes in prep. One of my athletes misread probably the last six check-ins. I'm not really sure what happened there. Any athlete who's in prep, honestly, any athlete in general, when you receive a response from your coach, do what Noah and I do. We read the response when we get it. We read the response in the middle of the day. We read the response three hours later, four hours later at night to make sure that we see the changes every word by word, especially in prep. 
because I've had, I've honestly, I've only experienced this once with one athlete, but they didn't read the responses clear enough. So they haven't been eating based off the changes that we've made in their meal plan. Ah. Which again, it's like if you're in prep, these things matter, mm-hmm. especially the closer that you get to the show date. It does matter. So to every person listening, if you're one of those athletes who gets a response, listens to it, reads it, and then goes about their day, that is why you're definitely not one of the best athletes on the team. It's true. And ath- the best athletes Think about Justin's leaderboard. Someone's at the top, someone's at the bottom. The people at the bottom are the ones that just get the response and go about their day and forget what like the response even was or didn't read it very well or got it, was excited, and then totally forgot how to follow the meal plan. The best athletes get the response and apply it right away, read it again hours later, and read it again at night. Honestly, I know you do this too. We <laughs> screenshot it and we put it as our wallpaper sometimes. Just or to make sure. <laughs> yeah, or in our notes. Because the first fear that we have is going a whole week and missing something that was changed in the protocol. But the fact that that athletes do this in prep and act like it's nothing. Dude, you've been eating so much more food than you're supposed to. And that's why you haven't seen changes. That's how you get pulled out of a prep and that's how you lose. And then then what? You're just saddened in your feels because you made a mistake that you could have easily fixed just by reading better and being more adherent on your end. It just causes so much confusion for everyone. (laughs) Coaches, athlete, like, read the check-in. Read the response. Read the response. And ask questions if you don't understand or ask questions if you're concerned or ask questions if... Like confirmation questions. Or, yeah. Sometimes with Justin, I'll repeat back what he said to me, just in my own words, just yeah. to make sure that I got it right. Yep. Because Justin's verbiage within his response as a professional, check-in wise, can be different than mine. Therefore, if I put it in my verbiage, same with an athlete here. If you take one of our responses and you put it in your own words, just to clarify that you're not supposed to eat a Gatorade this far out within or not drink your Gatorade into your intro that that got taken out of your meal plan, then like put it in your words. So you, uh, we can understand that you understand as well. Yes. I think that's a really good point. Like repeat it back to us in your own interpretation because your interpretation might be different than what we were trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like effective communication. Let's just practice. Mm It's. I think it's always a safe place like to do that is to list, these yeah. are my changes for this week, correct? That's literally the best thing you can do if you're like, I don't know how to do that. List every change that you think we said in your in our response to you. And then at the end, put correct question mark. And we'll say yes or no. Hey, easy peasy. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that a lot. But usually within my response to the athletes, that's what I'll do. I'll usually send a voice memo. And then underneath the voice memo, I'll repeat every change that I want. So they get it twice. That's what I do too. Yeah. I'll If I send a voice memo and I make changes, then I'll list out the changes in a mm-hmm. written form so that they can screenshot it or they can look at it. They don't have to keep listening to my voice memo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Effective communication. 
And then the last point was, so this was from this morning. We were having a conversation and I just said that I wish that I had a coach like the coaches that we are today back when I started. Because when I started, I didn't know really anything. I was just really excited. And everything that I went through when I started my journey is everything that I would not do with a current athlete or client. I would not immediately jump them into a contest prep. Like, I mean, immediately. I hired my first coach and we were in prep. (laughs) And then he told me to take things and I was like, okay. PDs, not just things. He told her to take PDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, creatine? Why is that bad? <laughs> Protein powder. <What>? No. <laughs> and just looking back, because my prep experiences have shaped the way that I coach, and I had this realization that in speaking to you, like you had an athlete that you've been working with for a really long time, almost two years, and you guys are just now like starting to have yeah, fun with yeah. PEDs. We just, two years. Two years in. Two years in. She was new as well. Mm-hmm. And we just entered a small dose of Primo. <laughs> and it's it's like you've done it properly, right? You're implementing, you're making sure all the boxes are checked first and you're coaching, you're coaching the way that I wish I would have been coached way back when, when I first started, because I probably would have saved myself a lot of trial and error. And so here's the thing with anyone listening about if you are interested in PDs, if you're new to competing or new to your journey, here here's you new, right? Here's you two years in. You start Primo here. Your physique's going to look vastly different from the changes within the PDs and just you starting your journey than it is two years in entering Primo and already having this foundation of training and consistency over the past years. Your physique and progressive progressment, is that even a word? Progression. Your physique progression and progress is going to look vastly greater since you have that foundation of two years of already being consistent and then adding in a PD versus just starting with a PD right when you start your journey. That is a huge reason, not the only reason, but a huge reason of why having foundation of training, of execution, of consistency before starting a PD is very important because the result of having that PD since having that foundation is much greater than it is not. It's it's a smarter way to bodybuild. And Healthier. at the end of the day, like that's what we're doing here. We're trying to teach y'all how to be the best bodybuilders that you can be. And that includes learning all the foundational stuff first. That's also why when people comment on our stuff or get mad and get offended, we're literally helping you become better. And you don't have to take our advice. You don't have to, you can, you don't have to, follow me plan. You don't have to eat not macro-friendly foods. You can eat macro-friendly foods and prep. You can do 50% training to save energy and have balance for other things in life and prep. You can do all these things. We're teaching you our way and what we've learned through trial and error and what we've seen has gotten not only our physique, but everyone who we've coached and the people around us and people look up to, how they've gotten so much greater. So you can do everything that we're not doing and the opposite of what we tell you Mm -hmm. 
you could try that by all means. <laughs> Everybody's experience is going to be different, but we're using our experience, our knowledge, our expertise, everything that we've been through, we take in, we analyze, we interpret, and we use it to better ourselves as coaches to then better y'all as athletes. Exactly. And I think it's funny too when people get mad because if you were to repeat some of the stuff we say in a different way, like if I were to ask, if you got mad about the Mac friendly stuff and I were to ask you, okay, so tell me how hitting my your meal plan to a T isn't going to make you a better athlete. You wouldn't have an answer because it makes no sense. So same with anything like the communication. Tell us how communicating better wouldn't make you a better athlete. You wouldn't have an answer because it makes no sense. So just everything that we have, like same with the PDs, everything that we have shared with y'all, if you ask it in a different way, ask it back to yourself. Mm-hmm your answer is going to be laid out in front of you. Yeah, I agree. And also, like Dee said, you don't have to do anything that we're suggesting. You could do the opposite. That's totally cool. Or you could find your own gray, gray version. Patch, color. Patch. Yeah. You can, you can literally, you can do whatever you want to do. We're just trying to help you. We want you to become the most relentless mm -hmm. version of yourself. That's why we started this podcast. And we are drawing from our own experiences and our knowledge and our results from our athletes to help guide you. But if you don't want that, that's okay too. I do think too, it's important to note that Noah and I have had many failures, <laughs> many things that we've done wrong, many times yeah. where we filled our macros and our like subbed out our meal plan foods for macro-friendly stuff or macro-friendly ice cream or soup potato fries or have had binge eating issues or XYZ. Like we've done everything that you, like we're not mm -hmm. this perfect competitor human. No, not like, at all. We have sucked. <laughs> we have done the everything wrong too like we, what we consider wrong and we will have those mistakes again and we will have those trials and errors and we will have those times where we're too we're not we're not focused on the right thing because that's what humans are humans are supposed to have emotions that are up and down but that's what makes you a better competitor is having those times where you get to resolve those puzzles and like become everything that you want to become exactly i love that do we have anything else that we want to say to offend them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Just you to. Kidding. That's not like, obviously, these are fun. And we like, we like bringing you these harsh truths. And we want to trigger some emotion and make you uncomfortable and make you offended. But more so for the sake of like your own learning and your own journey and maybe your own reflection. You know, I want y'all to do if you all heard anything that we that we said that you don't agree with. I want you to come DM us, and I want you to fight for your opinion. And we're not going to belittle you because that's the last thing that anyone should ever do. I just want to hear your opinion on what you think your method is superior for yourself more than ours. Because honestly, I want I, I'll come with, like back with an open mind of all right, cool. Maybe I'll apply this or I'll try that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be cool. Help us become more relentless too. Yeah, DM us. I love that. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And we're going to be doing Get Offended, Be Uncomfortable, all that jazz every month. So Once a month. Heck yeah.
that's if you have anything that you want us to dive into let defend us you <laughs> or defend ourselves please, yes. please please if you come at me in my dms and you have something that's offensive to me and i i'm over here like offended i promise i will come on the podcast and shame Screenshot, myself in yeah. a way for that stuff so <laughs> let's have fun oh yeah i love that let's have fun let's interact let's challenge each mm-hmm. other that's awesome well all loves all love Okay, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Becoming Relentless, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Becoming Relentless. We hope that you leave this podcast feeling really relentless. That's what our goal is here. Please leave us a five-star review. If you want to reach us, you can reach us through DM. My Instagram is Neil Kissenberger. Noah, where can they find you? My Instagram is Noah McCabe underscore IFBB Pro. And our Becoming Relentless podcast Instagram will also be linked in the bio. Make sure that y'all keep coming back every week. Like, share, subscribe. We love being tagged in your stories. And as always, uh, leave us a comment, any questions, and we'll catch you on the next one.